Today's scripture is Hebrews 11:29 and 12 through 2. The faith of our other Israelite heroes. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as if it were dry land. But when the Egyptians attempted to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had received the spies in peace. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented, all of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all these, though they were commanded for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, apart from us, be made perfect. The example of Jesus. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and a sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, when we hear this list, it almost sounds like a comparison. These were worthy of being mentioned in chapter 11. Everybody else, well, they didn't have time for. Even some people get an honorable mention. You have a few of them who get the Oscar. You have a few honorable mentions. And the rest truly do get the door slammed in their face. It's kind of like going into the fellowship hall. You want to compare. You have that team from North Carolina, beautiful, deep, dark blue color. And then you got that ugly color blue. Is that a kindergarten at that school? Or? And I say all this with complete and utter non-bias. Shane, I went to Duke. But it's a comparison. We want to compare. Now, you really want a problem? 
put your name on the list. And what would they put on that list as your incredibly magnificent effort of faith? How's that for a comparison? Yeah, even Wayne's begging me to go back to UNC and Duke. Let's hear what God says about these verses in our lives. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your, your word and for this great gift of faith. We thank you for examples that have been set for us in previous generations with great stories and also not great stories, but stories of a persevering faith. People who lived quietly by faith, not seeking notoriety or applause. Show us what you would have each of us learn as we open your word. Bless us with it in Jesus' name. Amen. I read this week about a lady, a Miss Jones, living in an anonymous little Midwestern town. Miss Jones had the distinction of being the oldest resident of this town. So when she was resurrected, the editor of the local paper knew that he wanted to print a short article honoring the life of this woman. It's a big deal, the oldest citizen of the town. There was just one problem. He couldn't think of anything to say when he sat down to write the article. Ms. Jones had never done anything terribly wrong. She had never spent a night in jail. She had never been drunk. But she had never done anything significant either. Well, with all of this still on his mind, the editor went down, the editor went down to the local cafe where he bumped into the local funeral home director. And he too was having the same problem, it turns out. He wanted to put something on Miss Jones' headstone Besides, Ms. Jones, born this date, Dash died this date. He wanted more for her, but he couldn't think of anything to write either. The uh, editors made a decision. He said, I'm going to go back to my office, and the first person I see I'm going to give them the job of writing a small article for the paper and writing the headstone for Ms. Jones. Well, as it turns out, when he got to the office, he ran into the sports reporter who got the assignment on the spot. So somewhere in some little community in the Midwest, there is a headstone which reads, 
Here lie the bones of Nancy Jones, for her life held no terrors. She lived an old maid, she died an old maid, no hits, no runs, no errors. <laughs> the sad thing is, I've actually met Christians who have lived their lives that way. They've never done anything terribly wrong, but they never accomplish anything significant for the Lord either. Uh, Peter Marshall, former chaplain of the United States Senate, described such Christians this way. They are like deep-sea divers encased in suits designed for many fathoms deep, marching bravely forth to pull plugs out of bathtubs. Let me put it even more simply. Some Christians live their lives hunting bears with BB guns because their faith is small. But not so today. Today we enter the chapter widely known as the Heroes of Faith chapter. The best and the brightest, the shining stars of faith, the cream of the Christian crop, the fantastical faithful. Moses used a special rod to part an entire sea and then closed that sea on the charioteers of Pharaoh, wiping them all out. Okay, that, that qualifies as something significant, don't you think? Yeah, just go do that kind of stuff and you get it, your name mentioned in the Bible too. Joshua attacked the highly fortified city of Jericho. Archaeologists have been digging on that site for years. They know there were three walls. Two of them were made of wood. The third was made of stone. And they found it lying in ruins. And Joshua defeated them with nothing but horns and marching feet for weapons. Noah obeyed God and saved the human race. Jeremiah bought a field in a war zone, a war the people of God had no chance of winning. And he did it just to prove his faith in God. You see, I told you, the best and the brightest. Hmm. Of course, Moses tried to get God to send his brother Aaron to confront Pharaoh. Joshua considered himself unworthy to lead. I love that. I love talking to young pastors. They get a call. I'm not worthy of this call. And I always ask them the same thing. God called you and you think you're not worthy? 
do you know something God doesn't? Do you know more than God knows? It turns around in a hurry. Joshua considered himself unworthy of leadership. Like having God at his side wasn't enough. Young pastor, God at your side is more than enough. And Noah was a drunk. Best and the brightest. The cream of the crop. They sound more like ordinary people with ordinary problems of their own. Sarah and Abraham actually laughed in God's face. Cream of the crop? Hey, Sarah, guess what God told me? You, my darling 90-year-old wife, are going to have a baby. Hey, Dave, guess what God told me? Betty, are you ready to start your second family? Yeah, right answer. Hey, Peggy, how about you? Sharon, you want to get in on this, Sharon? You've already got that crop of boys you're growing. Uh-huh. Fran? I just wanted to watch John's reaction. <laughs> and they laughed because that's what normal people do when told they're going to have a baby at 90 years old. This chapter is badly named. Called the Heroes of Faith. It should be called the hero of faith, the Lord God Almighty. Because if you notice in all the stories, God did all the heavy lifting. God parted the Red Sea. You think that little stick in Moses' hand had power to do that? Uh-uh. It was the power of God that had the power. God sent the plagues that changed Pharaoh's mind. God knocked down the walls of Jericho. And the ark that Noah built had no rudder. It was God who kept that ark on course and who steered it to dry land. All these heroes of faith were men and women, just men and women. But they, they do all share one thing in common. They heard the voice of God and they obeyed. Noah was mocked by his neighbors. He had never even seen rain. And now he's building an ark in the desert. Noah, what are you thinking? Sarah was the target of malicious gossip, but on the level that bullying doesn't even close to describing what she endured. She was 
utterly humiliated in her own family, but also publicly, thinking you're having a baby at 90, Sarah. Ridiculous. Until she did. And Jeremiah brought, bought property in a war zone that would soon be owned by a, by a conquering army. Jeremiah, that's just crazy. Why'd you do that? Because God told me to. That is the way it is with faith. Sometimes, sometimes faith is rewarded with great riches, all manner of wealth and wisdom, all manner of good gifts. Sometimes faith is rewarded with a fiery furnace, which is just another lesson of faith. And sometimes faith is rewarded literally with your head being served on a silver platter. But still they heard God and they obeyed God no matter the cost. Hmm, maybe they're heroes of faith after all. Amen.